Welcome back to Read This Next with Ruth and Nicole. This week on our episodes, we are going to be discussing some books that are kind of a fun topic. Uh, we're doing K-drama and K-pop. Um, so first question, and I didn't tell Ruth I was going to ask her this, how familiar are you with the topic? Like, what do you know about K-pop and K-drama? Um, I've listened to some K-pop. I grew up near Koreatown in Toronto. And uh, I, there's certainly like some... Korean dramas I really love on television. I'm a big fan of the kingdom. Um, but in terms of books, less what I've been exploring lately. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is like normally like, uh, not Ruth, Laura and I, before we've discussed how I really like, um, fantasy that's inspired by other cultures specifically written by authors of that culture um but this is not that this is um books that are about k-pop or books that have k-drama aspects to it so the authors are korean the characters are korean um and they are more contemporary than they are fantasy uh, maybe some rom-com romance in there but they are that's kind of the topic the niche that we're going into today so we got some pretty fun ones i think ruth is going to kick us off and uh yeah i like this list a lot of ya which is awesome like i think we're both huge ya fans so that makes mm -hmm. sense uh so the first one is called idle gossip by alexandra lee young um looking at the cover it's like it's funny because i'm thinking it's colorful but it's actually within a fairly like narrow range of colors but mm -hmm. still has that like pop to it as it yeah. were this is definitely the k-pop one well i yeah. mean with idol in the <laughs> like teen idol is the first thing you sort of think of right american idol too yeah 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 um but something to note this one is only available on cloud library right now fair fair um so this one the description it is an inside look at the k-pop phenomenon in a wry punchy young adult debut that probes cultural differences, sisterhood, and the minefield of fame. Uh, every Friday after school, dressed in their new South Korean prep school uniforms, sweater vests, knee highs, pleated skirts, and blazers, 17-year-old <laughs> Alice Choi and her little sister Olivia head to Myeongdong. Apologies if I uh, did not pronounce that correctly. Brave a dark basement-level stairwell full of graffiti and slipped into a norangabang. Oh. Uh, another word that's new for me. Back in San Francisco, when she still had friends and earthly possessions, Alice took regular singing lessons. But since their diplomat mom moved them to Seoul, she pours herself into karaoke, vamping it up in their booth to Lady Gaga, while loyal Olivia applauds and howls with laughter. Alice lives for Fridays. But when an older woman stops her on their way out one day, handing Alice a business card with a bow, singing turns serious. Could the chance encounter really be her ticket to elite status at top 10 entertainment star Academy with a little sisterly support backed by one of the world's top talent agencies. Can Alice lead her group on stage before a stadium of 50,000 chanting fans and just maybe strike K-pop gold, not if a certain influential blogger and the anti fans get their way. Ooh. Delicious gossip squares off with genuine heart and a debut about standing out and fitting in. Dreaming big and staying true for avid K-pop fans and those just discovering the worldwide cultural phenomenon. And I mean, it is, it really is such a phenomenon. It was huge news um, when one of the members of like the top 
uh, a K-pop boy band. Mm. I think uh, it's BTS. Yeah. Uh, got drafted. Yeah. He had to go do his compulsory military service. Like that made the economist. That is big news. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the K-pop industry is wild. This one seems to kind of uh, lean more into, I don't um a lot of K-pop groups are legitimately made that way where they find people and they just put them together. Like build the group. Yeah. Um, very similar to One Direction, but much, much more intense and much more, um, I don't want to say machine-like, but it's more of like a system. I think it's more curated. Yes. Like if you think about I mean, Spice Girls, yeah. is it like a much older band that was created that way, mm-hmm. um, but not with a level of sophistication, I think, mm. that happens in this production and yeah the rules that k-pop stars need to live by yeah yeah and i looked it up uh noria bang is uh, ja- uh korean karaoke that makes sense yeah so we know um okay the words are you know you gloss over when you first take a look and then when it go oh my goodness i'm going to have to talk about this in a moment <laughs> always um our next one is i'll be the one by lila lee which we have in person um like in print yeah imprint i think we actually have it here at mary jane we could have had it in person with us could have had it in our hands uh very cute cover um so this is the description uh i'm gonna skip the bolded part but it does say it's perfect for fans of jenny han and julie murphy so if you like to all the boys i loved before which was a fabulous book and movie Check it out. Okay, Sky Shin has heard it all. Fat girls shouldn't dance, wear bright colors, shouldn't call attention to themselves. But Sky dreams of joining the glittering world of K-pop. And to do that, she's about to break all the rules that society, the media, and even her own mother have set for girls like her. She'll challenge thousands of other performers in an internationally televised competition looking for the next K-pop star, and she'll do it better than anyone else. When Sky nails her audition, she immediately she's immediately swept into a whirlwind of countless practices, shocking performances, and the drama that comes with reality TV. What she doesn't count on are the highly fatphobic beauty standards of the Korean pop industry, her sudden media fame and scrutiny, or the sparks that will soon fly with her fellow competitor Henry Cho. But Sky has her sights on becoming the world's first plus-size K-pop star, and that means winning the competition without losing herself. So this one's a lot more like person based than the other one seems more like more of a group of people. Right. And um, it'll be interesting to see. I know this one's pretty like I've seen heard a lot of people have read it. So it's uh, it's nice to see also that there are more books that are about the plus size experience. Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing, that it's actually a nice sort of intersection of the K-pop as well as looking into like Korean beauty standards Mm -hmm. and those pieces, which is something I think is, you know, we struggle with across cultures. Yeah. That's something a lot of people, even if you're not wanting to be a K-pop star, might resonate with you. Yeah. And to write a fun book that features a plus size person. There was a a Comic-Con one that Laura and I talked about, like this woman who wrote fan fiction, kind of the same vibe where it was like, they have this specific thing that people hate that they're doing. Mm. And it's, uh, I can't remember it, but if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. You're up next. I am with Once Upon a Mm -hmm. K-Prom. We're going to prom, maybe? Yeah, and I love the cover. It is a fantastic cover. It's by Kat Cho. And the cover is just a really great image of a young couple. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's got kind of like a motorcycle guy look he to him. He has uh, main character hair. <laughs> he does have main character hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is a it's a really fun cover. And uh, interesting enough, this is also perfect for fans of Jenny Han. Mm-hmm. Elena Sue has always felt overshadowed, whether by her more successful older sisters, her more popular twin brother, or her more outgoing best friend. Everyone except Elena seems to know exactly who they are and what they want. But she is certain about one thing. She has no interest in going to prom. While the rest of the school is giddy over corsages and dresses. Oh, swoon. Corsages and dresses. (laughs) Elena would rather spend her time working to save the local community center. The one place that's always made her feel like she belonged. Oh my God. This is like a heartstrings one, isn't it? Yeah, very sweet. So when the when international K-pop superstar Robbie Choi shows up at her house to ask her to prom, Elena is more confused than ever because the one person who always accepted Elena as she is, her childhood best friend, Robbie Choi. Aww. And the one thing she maybe possibly secretly wants more than anything, for the two of them to keep the promise they made each other as kids to go to prom together. But that was seven years ago. And with this new K-pop persona, pink hair and stylish clothes. Oh, there's the hair. Mm -hmm. Robbie is nothing like the sweet, goofy boy she remembers. The boy she shared all her secrets with. The boy she used to love. Besides, prom with a guy who comes with hordes of screaming fans, online haters and relentless paparazzi is the last thing Elena wants. Even if she can't stop thinking about Robbie's smile. Right? Sounds so cute. There's like that heartstring thing about trying to save the community center mm-hmm. and then the the like childhood yeah. love. This one sounds a lot more similar to Jenny Han than the I'll be the one because Jenny Han is much more um, childhood love, reconnecting. They do a lot of volunteering. It's much more high school based. So yeah, yeah very cute. I like it. Um, this next one is called Shine by Jessica Young. Uh, where was I going to go with that? Is this this is the first one we have without a person on the cover? Hey, this one's a bit older. Yeah, the other ones are like relatively with new, like a lot of them are. Um, but this one I believe came out maybe five, six years ago. I could be wrong though. So possibly like a changing cover styles. Yeah, because if you'll notice, a lot more Kate. Um. A lot more covers have like cartoon figures on them mm. rather than even real people or uh, images, whereas Shine kind of has that older, yeah. older one. Yeah. So this is by Jessica Jung, Young. Sorry. What would you What would you give for a chance to live your dreams? For seventeen year old Korean American Rachel Kim, the answer is almost everything. Six years ago, she was recruited by DB Entertainment, one of Seoul's largest K-pop labels, known for churning out some of the world's most popular stars. The rules are simple. Train 24-7, be perfect, don't date. Easy, right? Not so much. As the dark scandals of an industry bent on controlling and commodifying beauty, uh, beautiful girls begins to bubble up, Rachel wonders if she's strong enough to be a winner or if she'll end up crushed, especially when she begins to develop feelings for K-pop star and D- a DB golden boy, Jason Lee. It's not just that he's charming, sexy, and ridiculously talented. He's also the first person who really understands how badly she wants her star to rise. This one seems to be getting to the heart of the kind of the underbelly. Yeah, of the K-pop industry. Yeah, which, which we certainly of, hear about. Yeah, which it doesn't sound like it's necessarily a bad thing. It just is like it, like every other industry, there are downsides to it. So, well, and it's that it really seems like from what I've seen and read, 
but it takes over your entire life. Like once you decide you are going you to be that K-pop it. star, you are committed and yeah. it is how you spend your time. Yeah. Much like if you think about like elite athletes, it often oh, takes yeah. over, you know, if you're doing the Olympics, you're, you're it's training. Every day. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It, I being a, I could never imagine being a K-pop star. Like the amount of, I know we talk about celebrities that have like no privacy. I imagine for like the, the fandom seems so much bigger than uh for k-pop stars than it does other stars feels so very like, concentrated yeah 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 a lot of love there um yeah and speaking of co- covers that have the cartoon people on the front yeah we've got that again for k-pop confidential mm-hmm. and uh it's interesting too that i don't it's like that some of them their faces are cut off part way like yeah. the, the i'm get, the going path. to guess that the protagonist is the woman Young woman front and center. Yeah. I who think so. also has main character hair. Yes. Now that I think about it. I have main character hair. You do. <laughs> I have supporting character hair. We love that. Um, so this is by I'm gonna say it's Stephen Lee. Yeah. Um apologies again if it was a Stephen, but I'm gonna say the AN is a Stephen, Stephen Lee. So Candace Park knows a lot about playing a role. For most of her life, she's been playing the role of the quiet Korean girl who takes all AP classes and plays a classical instrument. I actually went to school with some of these girls. Always very interesting. Um, Keeping her dreams of stardom and her obsession with SLK, K-pop's top boy band, to herself. She doesn't see how a regular girl like her could possibly become one of those K-pop goddesses she sees on YouTube, even though she can sing. Like, really sing. So when Candace secretly enters a global edition held by SLK's music label, the last thing she expects is to actually get a coveted spot in their trainee program. And convincing her strict parents to let her go is all but impossible, although it's nothing compared to what comes next. Under the strict supervision of her instructors at the label's headquarters in Seoul, Candace must perfect her performance skills to within an inch of her life, learn to speak Korean fluently, and navigate the complex hierarchies of her fellow trainees all while following the strict rules of the industry. Rule number one, no dating, which becomes impossible to follow when she meets a dreamy boy trainee. And in the all-out battle to debut, Candace is in danger of planting herself in the middle of a scandal lighting up the K-pop fandom around the world. If she doesn't have what it takes to become a perfect hair-flipping K-pop idol, (laughs) what will that mean for her family, who have sacrificed everything to give her the chance? And is a spot in the most hyped K-pop girl group of all time, really worth risking her friendships, her future, and everything she believes in. We're definitely seeing a trend in these books of like that focus on the rules and how like strict the K-pop world is. And I find it kind of interesting because I wonder a little bit about how the industry and those, the companies that basically create these bands. Yeah. I wonder how they feel feel about about these books. I do. I do. I think it's it's also interesting because you know how books, certain genres have rules about how to make dra- drama happen. Like the right. close circle mystery, the rule is they have to get onto a- an island or something where there right. no one can get in here. This one is cool because it introduces the very strict no dating rule. So it's always like a secret romance. So it's mm, it's uh, yeah. It's a perfect storm for drama. I love it's it. It's a perfect setup for all that drama. And it's, it is interesting because my sister's roommate, um, one of her roommates when we were in high school was a Korean girl. And there was definitely like the firm family expectations. So mm. seeing that piece coming in with this one is really interesting. Yeah. More her family. alarm clock literally was recording of her father's voice telling her to get up. <laughs> I love that. 
my sister was like it was the most terrifying thing ever oh yeah to wake out of a dead sleep to someone a man's voice just a man's voice yelling up. in korean at you to get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute um this next one is a uh the, the past ones have all kind of been more k-pop this one is the k-drama mm. this one's a series or at least i think it is i'm pretty sure um and it's called the no family by grace k shim uh, when her friends gift her a 23andMe test as a gag, high school senior Chloe Kang doesn't think much of trying it out. She doesn't believe anything will come of it. She's an only child. Her mother is an orphan and her father died in Seoul before she was even born and before her mother moved to Oklahoma. It's just been Chloe and her mom her whole life. But the DNA test reveals something Chloe never expected. She's got a whole extended family on her father's side, half away a, wor- half a world away in Korea. Her father's family are owners of a ha- famous high-end department store and are among the richest families in Seoul. When they learn she exists, they are excited to meet her. Her mother has huge reservations. She hasn't had a great relationship with her husband's family, which is why she kept them a secret. But she can't stop Chloe from uh, from traveling to Seoul to spend two weeks to getting to know the No family. Uh, Chloe is whisked away into the lap of luxury, but something feels wrong. Chloe wants to shake it off. She's been busy enjoying the delights of Seoul with new friends Miso Dan, the daughter of one of her mother's grade school friends. And an inspire nope, I'm reading that wrong. And as an aspiring fashion designer, she's loving the couture clothes her department store owning family gives her access to. But soon Chloe will discover the reason uh no. <laughs> I'm struggling, uh, but soon you can Chloe, do it. <laughs> I believe, uh, but soon Chloe will discover the reason why her mother never told her about her dad's family and why the Nos want her uh, in Seoul in the first place. Could joining the No family be worse than having no family at all? No family, no family. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's great. I'm sure it's intentional. Absolutely, yeah. Like if it's not amazing, yeah, just a great coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, drama, drama, drama. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it says it's a sparkling K-drama inspired debut by Grace Shim. So very, very cool. And I bet you this one would have a lot of ways to spin it to after. I feel this is one that could easily also be spun to like television. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like not that the others couldn't, but there are a lot of like reality shows around K-pop bands and stuff, Mm -hmm. which sort of to a certain degree like lines up with some of the other books. But this is like very different Mm -hmm. this is more keeping up with the kardashians drama yeah or like thinking about the crazy rich asians books right yeah that kind of whisking away to this much more dramatic speaking of put that one on your list if you also want another k-drama one because that one screams k-drama it's great yeah and i mean there's three of them i think so yeah i think there's yeah perfect like light delicious read like they're just they don't ask anything of you but like they give the drama they give the laughs yeah or borrow the movie we also have it yeah the same true true all right we got two more we're going for fireworks baby Mm -hmm. the next one is fireworks and we're back to you know we've got that um cartoon kind of style yep a uh, couple sitting on the cover, they're very into each other. Into little cats with their tails. I know the cats twine. are adorable. And it's a much more muted color cover, like Yeah. Uh by Alice Lynn. A lot of 17-year-olds, I feel like, were hitting in these actually. That's the YA I'm... genre. Yeah. But like we're not getting the 15, the 16, or the 18. We're getting the 17. 
Hmm. 17-year-old Lulu Lee has had her last, sorry, has her last summer before college all planned out. But her plans go awry when she learns that Kaitsu, her old next door neighbor and childhood friend, will be returning home from South Korea. Lulu hasn't seen Kite since eighth grade after he left the country to pursue a career in K-pop, eventually debuting in the boy group Carnival. When Carnival announces that Kite will be taking a break from K-pop activities for mysterious reasons, the opportunity to rekindle their friendship arises. Starstruck and nostalgic, Lulu tries to reconnect with Kite. As they continue to bond and reminisce over the past, Kite's sister, Connie, warns Lulu not to get too close to her brother. The harder Lulu tries to deny her feelings, the stronger they get. But how could a K-pop star ever fall for nobody from home? And even if he did, is there any way for their relationship to end but badly? Underlined is a line of totally addictive romance, thriller, and horror paperback original titles coming to you fast and furious each month. Huh. I, I don't, don't think, think we wanted to say that part. I think that was from a website. Yeah. Not, uh... So we're going to edit that part out? I mean, we'll just leave it in for for spice. Oh, spice. I didn't even finish the <laughs> sentence for spice. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, like, as we go through these and we're sort of talking about them, I'm going to assume with this returning home from South Korea that uh, Lulu is probably in the U.S. because we talked about college being all planned out and Kite's yes. returning. So we have a number of these, like, main characters who are Korean-American. Mm-hmm. There, I think we're, I think three of the people that we listed were uh, in Seoul. Um, but yeah, most of them are Korean American, which is, I think, product of like the author's experiences, maybe. Yeah. But, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It Just is. sort of, I was like, you know, the first one you're going, all right, there's one. Okay. There's another. We're yeah. starting to sense like a little bit of yeah. a theme here. Yeah. It's, um, I'll also say I'm very, it, with this book, it sounds there's there's a lot of drama, but I I don't know like I want to know why is he returning home? I'm very and curious. why is his sister warning Lulu? Yeah, what's up with that? Because I'm assuming like if they were such close friends when they were little, or yeah, because they were childhood friends. Yeah, <clears throat> that Connie is presumably still the neighbor. Lulu must have some kind of relationship with her. Like mm-hmm. suspect. What's he been up to? What's he been up to? Um, this last one is called Flip the Script uh which cute cover cute cover also not an anime like a comic yeah style mm-hmm. we're working we're, we're flipping still, the script still a person <laughs> yeah uh this is by lila lee okay and as an avid watcher of k dramas hannah knows all the tropes to avoid when she finally lands a starring role in a buzzy new drama and she can totally hide her oh no not hide handle her fake co-star boyfriend who might be falling in love with her after all, she's promised the producers a contract romance, and that's all they're going to get from her. But when the showrunners bring on a new girl to challenge Hannah's role as a main love interest, and worse, it's someone Hannah knows all too well, can Hannah fight for her position on the show while falling for her on-screen rival in real life? So is she, I'm wondering, it says falling, can Hannah fight for her position on the show while falling for her on-screen rival? So is she... Is this she gay? Or what are we? We don't know. Also, this um, I'm Google it. knowing the new girl all too well. Yeah. I'm a little curious about like what history. That... And they don't want to give us too much, right? Like the idea is lure us into reading this book. Mm-hmm. And so now we're intrigued. 
You're going to Google, but we might go to the shop. <gasps> They're lesbians. Beautiful. Because it was, I wasn't sure if they were implying that her boyfriend, her, her co-star boyfriend was the rival, was the rival or if the girl was. So yeah. that's what they mean by the contract romance too. That's all they're getting. Yeah. Ooh, we're not going any further than that. We got a little bit more representation here. We love to see it. And I realized, I don't think we mentioned, I think, did we catch that one of the others K-pop Confidential. I can't remember if we mentioned that that's a cloud library title as well. Could be. Just backing up, we might want to make sure that's in the show notes. Yeah. If you can't find them in our library collection, then look on cloud library. No. Because we will have it in some form. Yes. All of them we have somewhere, somehow. But yeah, uh, that takes us all the way to our the end of our time. Uh, we are doing real good today for time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that being said, uh, if you missed any titles or sh- or author's names uh you can check out our show notes they are at www.tbp nope yes tbpl off the shelf.com i keep wanting to say tbpl.ca which is our mm-hmm. regular website um follow us on goodreads make sure you like comment subscribe do all that fun stuff let us know what you're reading we are tbpl across the board and we will see you all in two weeks bye bye